This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, everyone. Saturday, March 20th, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what day it is. I think it's the 20th. Let me look. Yep, the 20th. 8 a.m. Pacific is I am Michael Zuber, and this is One Rental at a Time. This is our live Q&A. I try to do this every Saturday. I would say in 52-week period, I'm going to aim to do these 40 weeks, just to give you kind of an expectation. 12 weeks out of the year, I will be doing something else, hopefully on a vacation or, as you saw a couple of weeks ago, life events will, uh, will interrupt this flow. But you can count on them most Saturdays, certainly uh, three Saturdays a week. I thoroughly enjoy them. I announce this on the Daily Financial News. Uh, I typically don't. I do a horrible job of asking for thumbs up and subscriptions, and all of that stuff. Uh, I'm going for consistency and um, just being genuine and really trying to help folks. So that's uh, that's what we are. That's what we do here. I have a set of questions that came up from the week that I will talk about momentarily. Uh, but remember, this show is for you. I'm going to uh, be looking at all of the comment sections. So the earlier you get your comments in or questions in will uh, give me the best chance to answer them. I think we've done this at least 30 times, and I can only remember one week where I wasn't able to get to all the questions. So if you wanted to ever ask me a question, you're new to the channel, whatever it is, any questions, cool, uh, go ahead and just put them there, and uh, I will do my best to come back. First and foremost, we are selling a lot of this book here in the last couple of weeks. It was mentioned by Dion on Bigger Pockets, which was awesome. Thanks, buddy. Uh, but also, I think it's I think it's caught in some Amazon goodness at this moment. And the reason I bring this up is one of the things I really love is if you would take a selfie with the book. It's something we did the first year it came out. Uh, if you're not comfortable taking it with you in the picture, I get it. Maybe take a picture of your surroundings. Uh, something I have liked over the years is uh, people are buying this book all around the world. Uh, so again, take a picture of your scenery, your city, whatever's going on. My email is in here. You could, if you really want to be cool, tag me on Instagram. Let's get, let's blow this book up on Instagram. Tag me one rental at a time. And let's get more and more people to understand what is possible with buy and hold one rental at a time. That would be great. Selfies are cool. All right. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is it really seems, again, based on um, you know the idea of doing some newbie calls. Uh, again, we have four scheduled for tomorrow, three confirmed. Uh, I might need to add... I might need to add or create something. I really don't want to, honestly, where we get one-on-one mentoring. I value my time. And more importantly, I'm trying to create content that's replayable so people can just go and search for it. 
that said, when you create four videos a day for almost two years, there's a lot of content out there. So I don't know. I need to figure, I need to figure out how I, I maximize impact in helping folks. So just realize I thought that was a great idea. Uh, I'll know a lot more after tomorrow when I interview three more new, at least three more and perhaps four more folks. So let's go through the questions that I have. Again, remember, put your questions here, over here in the comments or the live chat, and I will get to them once I am done. I think I'll just go top to bottom. Yeah, top to bottom. Question number one, and I've answered this a couple of times, but it comes up, so I just want to keep recording it, is where should I invest? A lot of people have caught the interest in real estate investing. A lot of them have caught the, the bug of buy and hold, uh, but they are asking them, they're asking me, which you know I'm not going to answer, but they ask me anyways, where should I invest? What's the best market? You know, all of those things. And as I've shared many times and we'll share again here, I think that's the wrong question. I really do. I think it's the wrong question because if you're always looking where to invest, um, the good chance you'll never do anything because you'll find a reason to go there and then you'll find a reason to go there and then you'll find a reason to go there. And by the time you pick a city and then you pick a network and you pick a thing and you pick a thing and you pick a thing, the market's changed. And what was once a hot market is no longer a hot market. Is this camera tilted? That ah, was a little bit. So again, I, I don't, it's not that where to invest is not a great question. I think it's a great question. It's just the wrong first question. I believe learning how to do one rental at a time is actually a skill. You're not born with it. It's not inherent. All of us have the ability to learn the skills that make one rental at a time go. And they're pretty simple. Uh, they're obviously throughout my course and I break them down in detail. But really, as you saw in the discussion with Nathan yesterday, it's focus. Let's tighten up and then let's daily execute, and then let's record what is going on. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you really should look at the interview uh, yesterday. Uh, I don't remember what the title was, but it's there. A uh, new investor uh, has taken the course, executed a couple of deals, and really kind of talked about how it helped him. So again, frankly, I loved that interview because what he what happened to him is what I would hope happened is right. You tighten your focus, you execute, and then you buy something, right? Every Sunday I talk about my positive impact score and really it all it's cute YouTube views and book sales and five-star reviews. They're all cute, but any chance I have of hitting my target all comes down to you closing a deal, right? I'm trying to hit a, a positive impact score of 500,000 every week. The only way I could do that is if my students do at least at least three deals, but probably four deals, because one deal done by a student counts for a hundred thousand. I can't get to five hundred thousand on YouTube views. I can't get to five hundred thousand on book sales. The scale I have doesn't do it. So I have to be focused on helping students do deals, and that's that was important. And I loved that discussion with Nathan. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Uh, we'll see if there's a trend. We'll see if there's anything I could get better at. We'll see if I need to create something. I, I really don't know where this is going. I thought it was a great idea to do a new investor series. So I'm going to invest at least three, and I've committed four hours of my Sunday. That is not normal. I don't think in the last two and a half years I've done four hours or willing to do four hours on this. But 
You asked for it. I agreed. So let's see what happens. Next up, uh, what are my thoughts on double-digit returns? And that's not the way the question is phrased to me all the time, but it comes in lots of different forms. Hey, I was on bigger pockets, and so and so said I can get sixteen or fourteen or twelve or ten in this other city. Well, God, I don't even know how to respond to that. Uh, first and foremost, uh, anybody can say anything in Excel. Second, Excel lies. It just does. Uh, Excel is not real life. Uh, you know, so there's all of those things. The formula, who I mean, who knows what the formula is? Are they do they include reserves? Do they not? Do they include vacancies or not? What is their mortgage rate? Is it you know, I mean it's I think perhaps the most dangerous thing I see with new investors is they believe or follow double digits return without scratching the surface. Um it is just so dangerous. And again, that's why I go back to is where to invest is the wrong first question. You do your homework. And if you do the homework, you focus. The third step in my course is you get comfortable with the math, right? You're building a spreadsheet. You make it yours. I give you mine. Mine's nothing special, as all my students will tell you. Mine is probably the least complex of all of them. But what happens is you build a spreadsheet, you build repetition, you get better. But the in column, you know, the one on the far right is yield. That's the only number that matters. It's real life. At least it attempts to be, right? What's all the cash? What's the expected cash flow over there? So the other thing I get sometimes is, I don't know, I've probably said it a thousand times on this channel that my market of Fresno, California uh, my tarp, my average is 6%. And some of you lose your mind when I tell you that. It's like, oh my God, you're an idiot. Why are you doing that? You can get a better return in the stock market. First and foremost, thank you for your positive responses. <sighs> Crazy. But again, don't judge anybody else. If someone else is comfortable with 3% because they want to invest in their backyard and they live in San Francisco, who cares? Just because you, you're comfortable investing out of state or you happen to live in a different city that produces higher returns, you don't have the right to judge anybody. What, what my course is all about is you go do you. You pick your market. You learn what average is. And then all I ask is once you know average, go do good and great. It takes work. Good and great, I don't know, 3% of the market. You sometimes have to create, you have to do lots of offers. This market we're in now is kind of wonky. It's really hard. I get it. I did 250 offers last week and not, or last year and nothing. But man, uh, stop judging and and. You know, just because you think the stock market can do better than 6% return, I will throw up my real estate portfolio given the cash I've invested against any stock portfolio anytime you want, over any period. I'm okay. I know my market. Uh, real estate is leveraged capital, fixed rate debt, tax savings, inflation. 
I, I just love it. Oh my God, you're only getting 6% and the stock market's eight. First off, I didn't say I was getting six. I said average is six. That's what you're trying to figure out. Because once you know average, you can do better deals. It's empowering. It's enlightening. It's freeing. If you don't know average, you're guessing. You're just guessing. Okay, so that's my thoughts on double-digit returns and my 6%. Next up, I get a lot of questions about condos or townhouses, things with an HOA. Uh, so first and foremost, full disclosure, I own one in my rental portfolio. Uh, I bought it from a, a frustrated landlord that had a problem tenant. Uh, I bought it for $26,000 cash. Um, that's probably how I only way I would buy condos is where cash because the HOA fee, I treat like a mortgage payment. Unfortunately, the mortgage payment that never goes away and frankly can go up. I hate more. I hate, I hate HOAs and that might be a property I sell at the peak of the market. You know, actually let me stake that back. I will sell that property at the peak of the market because I hate HOAs too many rules. Um, let, you can have borrowing problems. You can have just their headaches, but but some markets, that's all you have. So again, learn your market. Uh, check lending standards. Sometimes there are rules about what percentage could be rentals or not. Um, just more homework. Also, you got to look at HOAs. One of the big things I learned after the last crash is HOAs can go bust. They can go broke. And if you don't know what that means, Think special assessments. You know, there's a hundred condos and 50 are paid HOA, which means 50 aren't. A year goes by, the 50 foreclose, and then the other 50 that are paying, they get this little request for a one-time assessment because the HOA needs to keep running. Oh, painful, painful. But again, some of you, you're in markets where condos are really your only option. I'm just telling you, they're not for me. I own one. I will sell it at the peak. In my market, this condo, uh, let me see if I remember the numbers. 26 grand cash. I spent about 12 in it. HOA is 308 or 38, might be 318. It's something like that. 308 or 318. And I rent for a thousand bucks. So my cash flow, you know, after everything's about 350 bucks, 350 bucks times 12. What is that? 42, 4,100, something like that. And, uh, you know, I put 40 grand into it. So it's about a 10% return for me. I'm not happy. I, I hate the HOA. But, you know, if you want to give me something that's probably got 50K in equity in it, I'll take it every time. Again, folks, remember questions, comments, all of that stuff. Put them in now. If you have questions, I'm about halfway through this. Um, I actually wrote down Meet Kevin. I got I put out in, I put out a video yesterday. Actually, it was a live stream kind of... Um, it was really meant for Kevin, right? Kevin's been on my channel before. Uh, I I was list I was on a long run the other day, and I just listened to Kevin's talk about Tesla and his bull case about being a trillion dollar company and still having a hundred PE and all of these things. And all I remember is thinking is, oh my god, he's doing very something very similar to what I did with Cisco Systems back in the day. Man, you should see the comments I got on that video. People are saying Cisco and Tesla are not the same and 
you don't know Jack and wait, you, if you can tell me what Tesla's battery output will be, blah, blah, blah. Folks, they're a lot more alike than you want to imagine. I'm not talking about technology likeness. They both changed the game. One was the backbone of the internet. One is the backbone of EV and batteries and all of that stuff. And lots of stuff can happen in a decade. Uh, the fact that that there's a rosy case for Tesla to be a tr the first trillion dollar top line revenue company, which makes it as big as Amazon and Walmart combined. Have competition. You don't think they have technology risk. You don't think Elon Musk could go do something. I mean, there are so much big risks out there. I just want you to think about it. And then finally, to think a trillion dollar company will still have a hundred PE on it is perhaps the worst assumption I've ever heard. There are growth PEs and then there are value PEs. And to think the largest company that ever existed will still have a hundred PE on it in a decade is beyond foolish. It's just beyond foolish. And then I see in here, there's something about Tesla's ARK Investments new price target. I did not hear it. I did see his video this morning, but I didn't click on it. Um, I don't know. If somebody wants to put it in, might as well put it in. I'd love to hear. What 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 did ARC say their new price target was? I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, again, let me just say I'm not a Tesla hater. I think Tesla has changed the game. I think Tesla uh, is going to make the world better. I think I think I think the world of Elon Musk. But as a stock market investor and someone once burned by a cult stock that that split every nine months, I know what eventually happens. And eventually what happens is competition catches up. There is technology risk. There is executive risk. And oh, by the way, uh, there's a transition from growth to value. And if you look at Cisco, they had a decade of dead money. Go ahead and have diamond hands in a decade of dead money. That's a huge opportunity cost. So in the end, there we go. One of the things I talked about today on the daily financial news that I may do a live stream on later, I haven't I haven't wrapped my head around it yet, is what I what I'm going to call the wealthy. And something that I'm starting to piece together is I think the wealthy, and we're talking the top five percent of folks in the country. I think there's an increasing apprehension. That either I so that I've either never so first off I've never felt before, but in fairness I don't know that I would have was looking for it because I was too busy with a day job. But I think the wealthy are getting increasingly apprehensive of the dollar. I think the dollar, I think the wealthy are losing faith in the dollar with all this money printing and all these different things. And I'm trying to ask myself, what does that mean? What does that mean? Do they do things like they move offshore? We've heard many hedge funds and talking heads on TV talking about putting money in foreign countries. Could be. We've heard many talking heads completely flip-flop on Bitcoin and store of value. We've heard many rich and wealthy start to invest with lower and lower cap rates in multifamily and commercial. I'm just wondering what happens to this record cash on the sidelines. Now, the wealthy are unique because, again, they have excess. Most folks out there, they're like, dude, I got to pay my bills. I, I don't have these concerns. 
but I'm worried about the wealthy because I think they're big enough. If they just moved 5% of their cash to these alternative areas, that could be enough to create a, uh, a problem for the Fed and the Treasury, frankly. So that bothers me. And again, it bothers me because I've never thought about it before. And again, full disclosure, I was working full time and never had enough cash to worry about. So shame on me. But that's something that is bothering me. What is going to happen with this record cash? Is it, did the American consumer change? I doubt it, but maybe. Is the cash really dry powder and going to be moved into assets that are on sale, like retail and office? Maybe. Are these investors going to go invest in other countries that have really suffered in this crisis? Maybe. Are more wealthy going to do what I did and I've told you I did six months ago, go buy one, two, three, four percent of crypto as an insurance policy? Maybe. I'm trying to figure this all out because I think I think they have enough size to change the investing landscape. So that's something that's on my mind. Rising rates. I got two more topics. Uh, we'll just do this last one. Rising rates. Uh, so first off, uh, I think we've hit an inflection point, right? My investing career, 20, 25 years, rates have generally been going down. They've had periods where they've, you know, like 2018, they ticked up. But generally speaking, when you look at the curve, uh, they're heading down. I think we're in a period of at least four years, if not five, where rates will go up. I think the rate of change will moderate. I think what we've seen off the bottom of roughly 1% to now 1.74, you know, that 70% move, um, I think the rate of change moderates. But I think I think the 30-year mortgage by the end of the year is at least 4% for owner-occupied, right? Maybe 3.8, 4%. I think investor loans could be 4.5. I think rates have changed. Um, that's not bad, right? You just got to change your model, right? Change what your cost of capital is. I think the, the rate of change will be enough to squeeze out some demand, which again, selfishly speaking, if you're following my model, you like because you've already got your one rental at a time and the less people that buy means more people that rent. I think what happened in this crisis is um, I think the single family home has become the spot people want to live. People were house hacked. I think the apartment has seen the peak, right? For what did we hear for the last five years? Millennials will never own. They're only going to live in these class A apartments. I think that is about to be proven to be a mistake or an error. Maybe not a mistake. It's an error. I think millennials are going, damn it. I hate the elevator. <clears throat> I hate the gym being closed, the pool being closed. I'm going to go get a backyard. I'm going to go get a dog. So again, do single family homes, 30 year, I mean, 30 year money sub 4%, go get it. So again, rising rates don't bother me. Just change the numbers. I've, I've, yeah, I've done deals. I think my first, I think I've said a couple of times, I think my first loan was seven and an eighth. So 4%, you know, go get it. So that's what I got for you today. Or well, that was my list. So let's see what y'all have here. So there's stuff. Thank you. Keep putting in questions. I think I should be able to get to all of them. What do we got? 
36 minutes. Good morning, Tamika. Good morning, Nathan. How are you? Nathan, here we go. I need suggestions on getting a tenant for my rental. Uh, so Nathan, uh, uh, Genoza, because there's two Nathans in a row. So your question, uh, I don't mean to be glib, but one of the first, so it sounds like you're getting interest, if I'm reading this correctly, meaning you're getting applications, uh, but they're not uh, qualified. So first thing I would do is make sure your marketing your marketing puts in the criteria. Like, I I don't know what you mean by not the greatest. Maybe it's credit score. Maybe it's job history. Maybe it's um, uh, rent to income, whatever that is, that ratio. Uh, maybe your marketing doesn't have that. So first off, check your marketing because that's your first line of filtering, right? So that's the first thing I would do. Uh, second thing I would do... Uh, Actually, I don't know if I would do this because again, you're getting apps. That's all I can. That's all you can do is get apps, and then you got to look for the right one. But you could also lower rent twenty five bucks to see if you can't uncover. But again, keep that tight criteria. Uh, it doesn't say if it's a house or an apartment. If it's a house, uh, I haven't had a house be vacant for more than two days in years. Three weeks for an apartment, though, not unheard of today apartments are tough this bigger is better crowd this this syndication crowd trying to get you to believe that that's the way to go man they're just wrong in most markets uh, apartments are tough today so nathan it doesn't say here if it's a house or an apartment so again if it's a house you might be a little high also check your marketing but if it's an apartment three weeks is not crazy four weeks though a month that might be a problem so hopefully that helps nathan michael how do you see the mortgage rate affecting by SLR banking statutory liquidity ratio? I think it's going to increase rates and fees, squeeze out competition. I mean, I think that's what they want, frankly. Uh, I think things get more expensive and the more qualified get a leg up. Um, yeah, I think, I think you never know why they did that. Um, but I think they're trying to make it easier for owner occupants. I think they're tired of reading headlines that say 20 offers on the market, no FHA buyer can get it, cash buyers only. I think they're just tired of seeing that. That's what I think happened. So yeah, I think it gets more expensive, squeezes out some buyers. But until we get inventory, investors still win. You talked about Meet Kevin yesterday. Did you see ARK Investments price target on Tesla? I didn't. Um, I think, again, I think this, I don't, hopefully it doesn't come across this way. I'm not a hater of Tesla or meet Kevin. I just saw in his video, what I was doing to myself 20 years ago. And I wanted to put out a cautionary tale, do with it. I'm not even sure he'll ever see the video, but that video was for him. Um, and then it is for ARK invest, um, Kathy Wood, um, she's a rock star. She is betting on companies that will change the world. She is going to be right. When you're when you're Kathy Wood and you have unlimited hold period, you will eventually be right. Unfortunately, individual investors, we don't have unlimited time. Lots of, and again, I say this from past experience. 
right? You you get into this, you win, 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 and then you lose, lose, lose. Just human nature. You sell after losses. If I would have held, like I've told you many times, 7, 197, 40. If I would have held on, that 40 would have been back to 200, maybe even 300. But instead, I took the 40 out, started real estate, and that 40 has become something a lot bigger. Uh, but yeah, I did not see it. I think you may have put it below, but we shall see. Um, are you going to be doing daily updates while on vacation? My intention is, yes. My intention is to never miss a daily show. I don't know if a lot of you saw it, but I did a daily show, or at least I attempted to do a daily show after my dog, um, Jimbo, died. If I'm willing to do that daily show, you bet your ass I'm going to do a daily show if I'm on vacation. I'm an early person. I'm up at six without an alarm clock, and Olivia doesn't get out of bed till nine on a good day. So yes, my intention is to do that. It will be. It will not be at the 7.30 time. I actually have no idea where what time zone I'll be in. But yeah, you can count on daily shows. Um, they will be live if the Wi-Fi is good, or I will record them and upload them. Uh, so they will happen. They just may be done at a different time and uh, a different way. If Wi-Fi is no good, I may record it and upload that way. But yeah, my intention is to never miss a daily show. That's my intention. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Michael. Yes. Sell that condo. Sell it fast. I hate HHO as well. Yep. Uh, I live here in San Diego. It's very expensive. Hi, Sunrise. Scary expensive. Yeah. Evolve Properties LLC. Do you have wiggle room in your positive impact score requirements? I'm not a course member. Yeah, of course. Anybody who follows me, anybody who closes a deal and says, hey, you helped me do that, I'm going to count it. Um, I am here. Let me be clear. If you only watch me on YouTube, never buy my book, never buy my course, never buy anything I'm a part of, but something I talk about inspires you, helps you, and you close a deal, tell me about it. I'm going to count that. That's why I'm here. I don't need the book money. I make like $2 a book. I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't move the needle. In fact, most of the money away. The course is the same way. There's all these fees that I get hit with for hosting it somewhere else. It doesn't matter. Yes, please tell me. Send me. Take if you really want to be cool, take a picture of a book. Take a picture in front of your quad. Tag me on Instagram. Let's blow up my Instagram and get other people excited about changing their financial future. Yes, please, please, please. Yes. Thank you, Evolve Properties, LLC. Michael, hey, congratulations. Glad you could find a deal. Awesome. Yes. Expected value, 3000 uh, What is Tesla today? Like 600 or something? 640? I don't know. Let me just check. I'm curious. Sorry, I digress. For, by 2025, this is, again, ARK Invest, Kathy Wood, will probably be right. What is not said in that $3,000 or $4,000 call is how the stock will do this. And individual investors get washed out when the stock does this. She can hold forever. She can buy these game-changing companies in her ETFs and sit on her hands. 
Kathy Wood will be right. Individual investors that try to copy her will get smoked. Uh, Nick Nicolo, ask price gets to Kevin's 10-year target in five years now. Oh, my God. Crazy. Whatever. Bear case 1500. Well, yeah, by 2025. So what is that? A triple? Yeah, almost. Almost a triple. Uh, 1500 by 2025. You know how far that is? That's four years. So if her bear case is 1500 in four years, here's a question. How low do you think Tesla goes between now and 2025? Some stock day somewhere, there's going to be a washout. There's going to be, you know, a triple or quadruple pitching day where all these puts and options come in and the freaking machines are going to take over. And you're going to see Tesla down $150. It's going to happen. And that's going to crush the individual mom and pop investor who's got four shares. Kathy Wood's going to load up and buy some more. And she's going to ride off into the sunset and her $1,500 call is still okay. She's not calling the trading low. You want to impress me, Kathy Wood? Tell me what you think the low will be between today and 2025. That way, I don't freak out when the stock drops $112 in three seconds. People, you don't understand. I was one of these investors and I was flying high. I thought I was Warren Buffett. And then the freaking market kicked me in the teeth and I couldn't hold on because I lit my emotions and the fact that I lost six figures and 70% of my portfolio in a heartbeat. These bullshit calls about some artificial number in the future is nothing. Tell me about where we're going to be on the low and then the high. Now you caught my attention. That's far more interesting. So, Kathy. Or Kevin, what do you think the low will be between now and January 31st, 2025? Just tell me. Because the market will have bad days. Tesla will turn out of favor at some point. Just tell me now so I can hold when the stock goes to 387. Otherwise, if you just tell me about the 1500 and the stock goes to 387, I'm going to get scared and run away. You want to impress me? Tell me where the low is so I don't freak out. That's what I think about that. What percentage of your portfolio is owned outright versus leveraged? Oh, let's, okay. Tamika, that's a good question. So I, I want to answer that two different ways. So as I was building our foundation, 0% of it was free and clear, zero. Uh, I think we averaged like 65% LTV loan to value. So not highly leveraged, but leveraged nonetheless. Everything had debt. Everything had debt. Some of them had equity lines because we we had room. Um, then we retired. We started moving debt around. Uh, really, you can do the math. Properties or value. I'll do value. Probably 20% free and clear, probably. I would say our average LTV is now 50%. Something like that. Somewhere in there. Michael, explain how Tesla can service and repair their cars in a fast and efficient manner and the company starts to look okay. He doesn't have infrastructure to fix cars he sold. Yeah, I'm going to get in the Tesla game. Uh, I'm not going to jump into that. Uh, let's see, what do we got? I skipped.
Thanks, Michael. We're excited. There's upside at least three of the four apartments. Congratulations. Let me know when you close. I will count it. Uh, that's even better. Lock up that 30-year rate. Exactly. What are your thoughts on manufacturing mobile homes, specifically targeted senior renters, possibly not in parks, more dispersed and mixed in with stick build? Um, there's an investor I follow out of Florida, I think it is. What's his name? Uh, so there, uh, mobile homes are not really a thing or manufactured homes are not a thing all that well in California or in Fresno. So I don't have very much experience with them. Let me see if I can find him real quick. He does a lot of Instagram stuff. But I want you to know him because he he makes a lot of money with those. It's just not my thing. I can't find him right now. Come on, dude. You post every day. Where are you? Come on, come on. No one, two more, two more squirrels. No, nope, he's not there. Oh no, here he is. Nope, that's not him. Dude, disappointing. Where'd you go? Guess you're taking Saturday morning off. <laughs> this is funny. He posts every day and now I can't find him. Oh, well, sorry. Um, I think you can make money. I don't know what the pair cost is. I don't know what the average. Um, again, I think you could make money. Uh, in any part of this real estate game. Uh, I just don't have any experience. Not a big thing where I live. Certainly not a big thing in my market. But yeah, do the work. Um, I wish I found his name. But yeah, he, there's, there's just go focus and get good at that. Uh, Dalio is talking about the government move to ban Bitcoin and gold. I saw that. Uh, I love Ray Dalio. His book, Principles, Bridge, uh, Bridgeport, Bridgewater, Bridgewater, largest hedge fund on the planet. I think, I think Ray Dalio is a genius. Um, I've been following Ray Dalio closely for, closely for five years. My opinion on Ray Dalio is he's, he is, um, this is going to sound bad, but I think he jumped the shark. He, he, about five years ago, right around when he was writing principles, he kind of, honed in on the uh, roaring twenties and the great depression. And that became his. Now everything he puts out is in that one lens. And I think that's dangerous anytime. And, and it's the same thing I've told you about uh, Peter Schiff, right? Anybody who says gold's the right answer every time I don't follow. Frankly, anybody who says Bitcoin's the only answer I don't follow um, because I know that markets change and you've got to be more flexible than that. And also a broken clock is right twice a day. So stop telling me you called the crash seven years after it really happened. It's irritating. Um, so first off, could they, could they create legislation um, uh, banning gold and Bitcoin? Sure. Absolutely. Matter. It might matter to gold. It wouldn't matter to Bitcoin. Bitcoin is frankly, if that happened, I bet you Bitcoin goes up. <laughs> That's craziness of that. You ban, if somebody comes out and says Bitcoin is banned in the US, fuck, Bitcoin would go through the roof, I think. Oh man, that would be that would be crazy. I think that would be counterproductive. A lot of people would move capital there and then they just go get it somewhere else. So I don't see a problem with that. 
Uh, and again, believe, please don't take this the wrong way. I am not one of those crypto Bitcoin people. I have 1% of my net worth in it. I'm not adding to it. It is purely an insurance policy for exactly that stupidity. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Sunrise, you're welcome. I'm, uh, you're welcome. Uh, okay. Y'all uh, want any free illegal 4K Fury animals with subtitles? What are you talking about? Go away. Without a large down payment, do you see expensive market like San Diego cash flowing for single family homes, medium proximity? No. I live in a market. Sunrise, I live in a market, um, Silicon Valley. Uh, as I um, highlight right at the start of this book, I spent a year every Sunday looking for um, uh, cash flow in my neighborhood. They don't exist. That's why I had to get in my car and drive two and a half hours to a different market. So no, I don't think, I think Palo Alto's median is 1.3 million. You're not going to cash flow that. So no, I don't think, I don't think, you know, the top 20 most expensive markets, I don't think those cash flow. I mean, they're not where I would put my money. You need so much of it to, to cash flow. Uh, so that's that. Yeah, nice way to write off the trip. Ha ha ha, Michael. Miguel, sorry, Miguel. Oh, where'd we go? We're right there with you during the daily after Jimbo passed. We miss him. Oh yeah, thank you. Me too. Every morning, he was like my, yeah, he was mine in the morning. Uh, do you see any further changes law coming regarding real estate investing this year? Uh, I think I did a video the other day, a live stream. I talk about changing rules right in this book, like in the first 10 pages. This is what the title is on page 13 of this book. Watch out for outside forces, but don't stress over them. Right here, page 13. So yes, I fully expect rules to change. Some good, some negative. Frankly, I expect rules to change all the time. I've been doing this 20 years. They've never stayed the same for three or four years. Yes, expect them, but don't stress over them. Some of them will help us and some of them won't. And then they'll change again. And if you own real estate, they'll help you. And then they won't. Yes. Until they create a way to have shelter some other way that we that we can all live outside, real estate is something. Water, food, shelter. Yeah, but rules are going to change. I fully expect it. I fully expect this administration to change the game. I fully expect them to focus on owner occupants. Totally fine with me. My investment horizon is longer than four years. So doesn't bother me. But yes, I fully expect it to change. Uh, don't do Instagram, fine. But I did buy the book and audio book, Count the Quad this week. Michael, closing is scheduled. Awesome. Thank you very much for letting us know. Congratulations. Yay. You know, celebrate the wins. Uh, any guesses on when inventory will start to increase? Well, if you're looking at your market, I don't know yours, Brian. My market has already started to increase, but very slightly. I expect it to be um, interesting by May 1st. That's my guess. May 1st. We got to get we got to get past this last dark to light transition that I talked about in the daily financial news. But I'm going to say May 1st. Kevin and Kathy doesn't have a crystal ball. Nope. In fairness, I don't either. 
I just have history that says overly bullish sediments that go high. The fact that he's talking about a trillion dollar company where the largest company today is Walmart at 540. And if you had Walmart and Amazon together, they're barely a trillion dollars. That's just, sometimes you got to look at your bullish case and go, how stupid am I? But anyways, sorry, I digress. Hey, Dion, good morning. Mike, do you see section eight? Do you have section eight? Yes, I have lots of section eight tenants. I have 35% of my all my tenants are section eight. I'm a huge section eight proponent. Uh, I grew up with nothing and was very, uh, that's where I lived. Section, yeah. So yes, I do. Uh, he does. Oh yeah, I do. Yep. It's not Pace Morby. No, it's. I think you're talking about who does Pace is in Arizona first off, and I think Pace is a awesome dude. He's been on this channel a couple of times. Um, I wish I could find him. Pace does do some mobile stuff, but I wouldn't say he focuses on that. He's more of um, subject to and stuff. I have a guy. I'll find him. I'll find him. He posts all the time. Why are you not posting? Dude, you're like top of my feed all the time, and then now you're not when I want it. Ah, I'll see if I can keep doing this. What's the next question? No, Pace. Yeah, so Pace is that. What do you think using property management company versus self-managed remote property? Uh, I have a very biased opinion on that. Uh, if you know my story, I was a full-time employee, no experience in a market that I didn't know. So I did property management since day one. I paid 10% of gross rents to property management. I would never do self-management. That's me. Didn't have time, didn't have network, didn't have the skill, uh, didn't want the phone. I don't want anybody to know me, frankly, uh, that I own the asset. So I've paid the property manager since day one. I want time freedom. I think being a landlord with self-management doesn't help my time. So that's the big thing for me. I never lost. Goal number one was time. I wanted to get my time back. And I thought self-management would not help me with that. So that's why I do. Pro I only do property management. So I have a very biased opinion. I'm still looking for this guy's name. I don't know why I can't find it today. Um. Yeah. So for me, the only answer is property management, but for lots of other people, including Dion and uh, Matt on my Tuesday expert series, they're by self-management, just not for me. In fairness, both Dion and Matt self-manage local. I think your question was remote. So let's not be, let's not get it twisted, but yeah, man, can you remote property management? Woo. Woo. Scary. Okay, I'm an ORET nerd. <laughs> That's funny. So for the newbies, why four rentals rather than one or two or five? That's awesome. Um, so I created that rule of four after doing lots of real estate meetups. One of the things you get, once you get a story that people like, you write a book, you get invited to speak at real estate meetups. Uh, for the record, if you belong to a real estate meetup and want to have a one rental at a time talk, let's get it scheduled. I love to help. Uh, but I kept telling our story of, you know, zero to 200. And it was fun. People applauded. Some people took pictures. They bought the book. They got an autograph. But every time I went out to the parking lot, I could hear people saying, good for them, but we could never get there. Good for them, but they 
They don't know my story. Good for them, but I don't have the time. Good for them, but good for them, but good for them, but. And to me, um, that was first disappointing. And second, a complete failure. I wasn't going to those sessions and giving 90% of my time and driving and sometimes flying to get attaboys. I'm not, I don't need those. I already am self-confident enough. So getting attaboys and then seeing people at the parking lot basically brush it off was so disappointing. So I knew I needed to have a better story. So now instead of talking about zero to financial freedom, I want to talk about zero to a better financial future. And then if you get that, then you can go from financial future to financial freedom. Why four? Well, there was a time where you as an investor could only get four loans. I wish I had a better answer, uh, but that was why. Uh, there was a time where banks would only loan the first four investment properties. That has since changed to 10, but I do four. I really think if you get four and you stop, you fundamentally change your life forever, forever. So that's why four. And I think, I think everybody, I haven't met anybody yet that doesn't think they can get four. So I'm going to stay with four. And if you get to four and stop, I want to shake your hand. It's awesome. If you get to four and go to 10, awesome. You get to 10 and go further, awesome. But damn it, let's get as many people to four as we can. So just a real quick thing. I noticed we got 58 people, now 59 people watching, but we've only got 13 thumbs up. What, you don't like this stuff? Give me some thumbs up. Also, folks, if you can do me a favor, help grow the channel, like, subscribe, send this out on Facebook, ask other people to follow one rental at a time, that'd be cool. All right, back to the questions. Okay, thank you. Time to go go for a drive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lewis, hi, Michael. Just wondering if you heard anything about having COVID pass to fly. I'm in upstate New York, and I keep hearing that's going to be the law of the land. I don't know. I've already dropped significant cash on a first-class ticket out of the country, but it's not till July. Um Again, I go back to what I talked about, Lewis, in the daily financial news. We're in that very weird time of transitioning out of darkness in the light. I fully expect rules to change. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, I, I expect stuff like that. But we'll see. I'm not worried about it. I don't worry about stuff I can't control. The CDC or the whoever the powers that be aren't going to ask for my opinion. We got to just deal with the rules and move on. Uh, Corey, what would you make? What would make you happy? Your students doing teen deals next week or 100 new students signing up for your course? Oh my God. Oh, that'd be crazy. Oh, man. I'm going to go with the 100 students because I think, I think of the 100 students, Corey, 50 of them are going to do nothing but 50 of them are going to do something. So from where I sit in your question, that means I'm impacting 50 people positively. So that's what I'm going to say. Not that 10 deals wouldn't be awesome, but 10 only helps 10 people. When I see a hundred, again, people are people. I think 50 do absolutely nothing and 25 of them never even open it. But I think 50 people do something. So I think that would be, that was a hard question though. Yeah, I stick with 50. Yeah. 
What are your thoughts on Bakersfield? Uh, same answer as every other market. I only know one. Um, go learn it. Bakersfield kind of is interesting because it's quasi between San Francisco and, and LA. Um, there's a follower on this channel. I think he's in the my Facebook group, uh, Arthur. Um, post in, if you're in one of my students, post in the Facebook group. We have other investors that invest there. I didn't want to throw out his last name because I didn't get permission, but. Bakersfield's a pretty common market uh, in California. All right, we got three more minutes. What can we do? Palmdale, LA, with lots of bids coming out of these three. Do I wait? You just keep trying, Kobe. Um, I wrote 250 offers last year. Nothing. Keep going. Keep grinding. The market will change. Grow your network. Get off market deals. Tell every agent what you're looking for. Work, work, work. Nobody said this would be easy. Go for it. Brian, Las Vegas. Okay. Uh, oh, you're saying Las Vegas, two and a half hours. Got it. Yep. Congratulations. Do you... I own houses Brian built in the 1920s. So I own I own some old stuff. Um, older stuff, you got to worry about wiring and, and plumbing. Uh, other stuff, you have to worry about lead paint. You know, it's just stuff you look out for. Uh, no, I don't do any of my own rehab. I don't. Uh, I don't pick up paintbrushes. I don't. Uh, no. Mm -mm. Nope. I don't do any of my own stuff. Dion's in the room. Yep. Uh, what do you use for property management? Uh, I use a property manager. I don't know what systems they use, and I frankly don't care. Yep. Okay. Looks like we got to all the questions. I'm going to shut it down here. 53 minutes, 12 seconds. Thank you for your time. We will do this again next Saturday. At least that's my intention. Have a wonderful Saturday. If you are one of my students, uh, I will see you in about six minutes in Facebook. Bye-bye.